Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. Praise the Lord. It is so good to have you here. And those that are visiting, uh, I'm Pastor Dave. And uh, I just thank God that uh, you are here. And I thank God that you are not here by chance. Let me just say this. The timing of you being here is not by chance. For those that are here regularly, I... Uh, we need to take in the word, especially as we see his coming, drawing nearer and nearer. But for those that are visiting, you are not here by chance. Listen to what the Lord is saying. You might say, where is that going to come from? I thank God that there is the spirit of God speaking in the last days, and he's spoken all along. We can read of this seven times, it says, in Revelations chapters 2 and 3, it says, those that have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Seven messages, seven different messages given to the messenger, to the angel of the church, to the pastors of the church, saying, you need to speak this message. And this morning, I want to say to you, once again, to those that are perhaps online this morning, to those that will hear the message after this day, this message is for you. And you need to hear this message this morning. It is for you. I want to say, as we heed the Holy Spirit, as we hear the Holy Spirit and heed the Holy Spirit, Heeding is a little bit different than hearing alone. Heeding means I hear what you're saying and I'm going to do it. I hear what you're saying and I'm going to do it. It's going past just the hearing point because we hear a lot of things. In this day and age, I cannot believe the voices that are out there. But there is only one God. There's the Son, His Son, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is speaking in these last days that you would have ears to hear and that you would heed and do the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning uh, is part three of a series that I've entitled Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. It was a, a phrase that Jesus used regarding the temple of the Lord the temple of the Lord that should have been a house of prayer had become a den of thieves. And I mentioned the temple of that time, the temple of, of during the time of Moses was a mobile temple. And there was a wall that went all the way around. This wall back in the time of Moses separated the people from the holy place and the holy of holies. There was a tabernacle inside of this enclosure. And there was only one way to get in to this enclosure. And it was inside of this enclosure that the den of thieves had come to be. So that in the time of Jesus which was 1,400 years or so after Moses, this structure, there was a physical structure, a temple that had been built. And it had the same structure as Moses had because the structure was not of man. It was designed and spoken by God. And at the time of Jesus, as he walked on this planet 2,000 years ago, and we still have, the only remnant we have of that temple is, is part of that wailing wall where they, they go in Jerusalem, and that's where they pray. And up on that raised section, there's another temple that's been built there. There is a day coming when man will attempt and will According to the word of God, there will be a temple there again. 
I've been told, or I, I, I'm hearing, that all of the temple is basically ready to be built. All the, the, the things that would, be, would have been taking place 2,000 years ago with the, the sacrifices are ready in place to be done. In fact, I think it was in 2018, they had permission for the first time, September 2018, or it might have been earlier in that year, to do an animal sacrifice. There were priests that had permission from the government, from those that, that oversee the land, to do a, an animal sacrifice. First time in almost 2,000 years that that has taken place. All in preparation what is still coming. Now, this wall or this enclosure in the time of Jesus had pillars on three sides all the way around. There's like a porch, a portico. It's what we call it. We have like a porch or portico, and there's, there's pillars there that hold up that porch, that roof section. And all the way around the outside, there, were, there was business that had been established to steal from the people. I'm going to read of that just in a moment. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We're talking about Satan. About stealing from our life. And the things you wonder, why are there so many things? Now, I'm not talking about storms of life. They will come. I'm not talking about temptation. They'll be there. But I am talking about the things that we allow into the temple area to steal. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. This morning, there is an offer that is going up or out to you. An offer. A good offer. And you will either accept or reject the offer. We either accept or reject the offer of the Lord. Because his offer is... I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I am talking to believers this morning, and I am talking to unbelievers this morning, to both of you. For those that are unbelievers, this is an amazing offer. Grab a hold of it. To those of you that are believers, and you are saying, there is a den of thieves in my life. You might say, how is that den of thieves even allowed in? What temple? What temple are we talking about? Because there is no temple at this point in Jerusalem. There is no temple that we can go to at this point. But there is a temple that God would have be a temple. And that temple is your life and your existence and even in your body. It says, do you not know? This is 1 Corinthians 3.16. There's a lot of good 3.16s as you go through the Bible. A lot of good 3.16s. This 3.16 says... Don't you know, it's a question, that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? We're talking about the believer this morning. If you're not a believer this morning, that your body, your existence would be a temple of the Lord God Most High because He wants to give you life. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. This morning we sang about the lordship of Jesus Christ. This morning I like the, the passage, passage that you, you chose. This morning. Jesus is king and Jesus is lord. King of kings and lord of lords. That that would be who he is in your life this den of thieves has come in, and I'll tell you right now, the things that come into our lives, they defile your temple, they defile my temple, and we allow them access, we allow them to come in. They come in very seductively. 
They come in just a little bit at a time. And they set up shop. They set up business. And their, their business of this den of thieves in your life is to steal from you. If possible, to kill you. And if possible, to destroy you. You might say, what's the difference between kill and destroy? One is physical and one is spiritual. Physical destruction, we see. I, I heard something yesterday It was just, I can't believe the, 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 the things that are happening on this planet at this time. We are talking wickedness and evil, and it's being done to other people with no regard for life. That's being killed, or if you are killed, we're talking physically. But if we are not right before the Lord, the enemy would want to destroy us. You might say, what does that mean? It means that you are apart from God for eternity. And so we need to deal with the things of these thieves in our life. And today, as part of this offer, I want you to know the things that may have plagued you your entire life or a good chunk of your life, the things that have stolen from you or have kept you bound, that have kept you in a place of a cycle that is nasty. It's just going around and around and around. That's your life. And it's more than you're in a rut. It's almost like you're in this hole that you cannot get out of. And the Lord is saying, I'm giving you an offer this morning. I am giving you an offer this morning. So listen. Hallelujah. I want to read Matthew 21 from verse 12 to 17. Hallelujah. Then Jesus went into the temple of God, and he drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. This was all part of the tying in with the religious or the things that the Lord had put into place, but there was a distorting of it, and there was a distortion. And what, what happened was these, these things got set up in this outer court, inside the, that outer wall. It was called the outer court, but it was within the, the walls, the confines of the temple compound. And so as people came in, there was these distractions for the, for the sake of robbing the people. It was a den of thieves. Should not have been in there. And Jesus is overturning the table. He drove them out. Those who bought and sold in the temple. Basically you losing out. And overturned the tables of the money changers. And once again, not for your in your favor. Always to take from you. And the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. A house of communion. A house of relationship. You might say with who? With God Almighty. God desires direct relationship with you. Does he know you? Yes. Does he know where you're at? Yes. Does he know what den of thieves is in your life? Yes. He knows everything about you. This morning, he is saying, let your temple, let your life be a life that is in prayer. And I'm not talking just about, you know, I got to take time to pray. I am talking about relationship. The relationship that God desires as he knocks at the door of your heart and saying, I want to be in your life. For those that have already asked Jesus into your life, there's, there's something that needs to shift. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to share that this morning. Hallelujah. So as he's turning over these things and he's, he's getting rid of these things, it says, then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. There was a healing 
as these things were allowed or, or were uh, forcefully removed. To bring sight to the blind, to bring mobility to the lame. And maybe you've been stumbling in your life. It's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I do know that I'm in a cycle. Or I, know, I do know that there's a den of thieves in my life. And it's like, what can I do? How can I get this out? There's an offer that's being extended to you. And the offer is this. Will you allow Jesus, because you've been attempting to clean things up in your life for a long time. And it's just like, once again, you're in a cycle. Will you allow Jesus to clean up house? To clean up in your temple? To clean up the things in your life? Will you allow him? That's part of the offer this morning. Because the Lord is saying, I want to have relationship with you. I want to get rid of this, this den of thieves. And I want for you to have sight. I want you to have revelation. I want you to have mobility. I want you to enjoy the things of life, the life that I have for you. And there, it says that he healed them. Now listen. But when the temple, but when the, the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Can't believe he's doing this. Look what he's doing to the temple. Your response this morning to Jesus, there is a response that's going to take place. Is it a thing of, I'm indignant because he would want to do something in my life that is positive? There's this aspect of control, of lordship. Am I going to be Lord or is Jesus going to be a Lord in my life? Jesus needs to be Lord in our life. Do you know? And they said to him, do you hear what these are saying? Hosanna to the Son of God. Save us, Jesus. Do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus said to the, these religious rulers, wicked, that were wicked, so wicked. Yes, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise? from our life, that there would be a perfecting of praise, that there would be a glorifying of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. Thank you, Jesus, that I am released from the bondage that I am in, from the cycle that I am in. I am making you Lord in my life. To get the thieves out, all the stealing that has been taking place in your life, some of you not just for days or weeks or months, but we are talking years and even decades, where the enemy has been stealing from you all the de detriment in your life. Let me go so far as saying all the excrement in your life. The Lord is saying, I want to give you healing. I want you to give fullness of life. I want to give you abundant life. I want to give you a future. Not one of, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can make it tomorrow. I'm talking about a future where God is saying, I want to give you life and vigorous life. I want to give you a hope. I want to give you my will. I want my will to be accomplished in your life, which is good, which is acceptable, which is perfect. The will of God in our life. Lord, be Lord in my life. Jesus, be Lord in my life. Will we allow Jesus the opportunity this morning to bring deliverance in your life? To bring healing in your life? That you can move into that place of abundance, of fullness, and of vigor? You say, Pastor, you have no idea what I'm going through. Some of you, I know what you're going through. Many 
I may not know, but you know what you're going through. And even more so, Jesus Christ knows exactly what you're going through. And he's saying, will you receive the life that I have for you? Will you receive this life? Will you receive healing? Will you receive deliverance? Healing. Healing in my life. There are so many areas of our life that is broken. So many areas that need to be healed. I can talk about the physical aspects of life. You say, man, I need healing physically. I need healing physically. It goes way beyond the physical aspect. Sometimes it's the mental and emotional aspect of our existence. You might be perfectly fine health-wise, but what's going on up here is driving you to despair. Is there any hope? To a place of anxiety and of fear and of depression. And you are doing whatever you can to, to, to take care of these things because it's not a physical thing. And this world, this, 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 the doctors, they're saying, well, I'm not sure how we can do this, but here's something you can take to help you along the way. We grab a hold and all it does is maybe numb, but it's still there. This emotional and mental abuse that's going on and a stealing by the enemy. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5. One thing that it says in a list of things that are there that we can pray against. It says, taking captive every thought that is not in obedience to Christ. I'll tell you right now, some of you are plagued because you are so focused in on what is the loss and what is robbing from you and stealing from you. And you all you're looking at is this thing and you're saying, how do I get rid of it? There's nothing you can do. Or you've tried this and you've tried that. And the Lord is saying, I can take care of that easily. I can take care of that easily. We underestimate even just the power of Jesus' name. We underestimate Jesus. Well, I'm talking about believers saying, you know what? I don't think that Jesus can do this. I don't think Jesus can take care of me. I don't think Jesus can set me free. And we continue on looking for solutions elsewhere. And we, we, we accept the den of thieves and the lies of the den of thieves that says, this is the solution. This is the solution. Let me offer you this. Let me offer you something else. So we listen to the, the den of thieves, which is the world, the things of this world. We grab a hold of the things of this world. I'm going to continue to hang on to the things of this world. And there's a robbing from our lives. I'm going to continue to hang on to the things of my own flesh. My flesh that craves things. Is your flesh craving? Is your flesh saying, hey, I need this? And it's of this world, it's of the enemy, it's of that den of thieves that has set up shop in your life. Are you a believer? Yes, you are. But you have allowed things into your life that have set up shop that is stealing from you. And your life is miserable. And the Lord is saying, I want to take care of that. The offer is, I want to take care of that. Let me be Lord in your life. The priests were indignant. Because they were in charge. They wanted to be in charge of the things 
of the temple. Listen, when you want to be in charge of the things of the temple, and Jesus is not Lord in the temple, the, the, the den of thieves continues to reign in your life. Are you a believer? Yep, I'm a believer, but my life is hell. And there's a robbing that's going on. To the unbeliever, I'll tell you right now, there is no hope without Jesus. And to the believer, I say the same thing. There is no hope without Jesus. We need Jesus. And we underestimate the power of just his name. That name that is above every name. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. He offers this. Complete control of your life to Jesus. Every knee should bow and every tongue should say, Jesus Christ is Lord. See, offer. Are you going to continue to be Lord in your life? Or is Jesus going to be Lord in your life? Because what he wants to do, the things that are there that don't, that should not be there, the Lord wants to, he will clear out immediately. How long do I have to wait? I'm telling you, immediately. What do we do? No, I'm going to hang on. I'm going to hang on to the things that these liars are telling me, the den of thieves that have set up shop in my life, and I'm going to continue to grab a hold of the lies of these deceivers and these thieves in my life. The Lord is saying, you give me control in your life. Let me be Lord in your life, and I'm going to get rid of every single thief in your life. Even the mental and the emotional aspect. Lord, can you do something there? Yes. I, I can't. The anguish. There's so often I'm meeting up with people and the anguish that is in their life. If only they would let Jesus be Lord. There's a talk. Yes, I'm a believer, but the walk does not line up with Jesus being Lord. They are Lord. You are Lord. I am Lord. And the deception is so easy for the enemy. Satan is a liar, and he's good at it. Satan is a liar, and he, he's there to, to lie to me. And not just mentally, emotionally. I'm talking in relationships. The relationships that should be and are not, the relationships that are broken, and the enemy has come in, and he has lied and deceived. And oftentimes with, with relationship, there's things of, of offense. There's things of uh, unforgiveness. There's things of pride and stubbornness. And a relationship is broken. The Lord is saying, I want to heal the relationships in your life. The things, you know what, I, I, family, family members that for decades, they have no relationship. No relationship. It goes on and on. Sometimes we, we forget, like, how did this even start? There's feuds that have gone on, I think, in uh, the UK. Feuds that have gone on for centuries, family feuds. And the Lord is saying, can I bring healing? Absolutely. Financially, some of you are struggling financially because Jesus is not Lord in your life. If he's not Lord in your finances, I'm going to give on to the Lord cheerfully. With a cheerful heart, I'm going to give on the Lord. And the Lord is going to give back. He's going to pour into your life. Pressed down. Shaken together. It's not like just, I'm going to pour in. The other day I was raking leaves. And it was like, 
the bag looked full of leaves. And as I just pushed down, I pressed it down. And it was like, wow, I got still three quarters of the bag to fill. And I filled it up again. And then I pressed down again and again. And it just pressed down. I said, oh, I still have a half a bag left. And I raked up. And it was amazing how many leaves could be fit in one bag as it was pressed down and shaken together and that it would be running over is what the Lord says. Lord, I'm going to give on to you. As Jesus said, what should we give unto Caesar? Should we give on to Caesar? Who likes taxes? Anybody like taxes? Jesus said, hey, give me, a, give me a coin. Whose face is on this? Caesar. And he says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to the Lord what belongs to the Lord. Yeah, taxes, nasty thing. But I'll tell you, the Lord wants to bless you and give healing even in the area of finances. Lord, I'm going to give what belongs to you. You say, what belongs to the Lord when it comes to finances? You say, Pastor, do you, do you believe in giving the tithe 10% of your, your gross? Absolutely. You say, where do you give tithe? The church that I'm a part of. Not just as a pastor. Now listen, there's some of you here. You're going to write right now, you're shutting me down because things are getting pretty serious. I'm telling you, I am telling you this morning the blessing that I receive and that it would, it's even transferred on. Let it, Lord, let it overflow even to my children. Let it overflow to my children. Let it overflow to others. Let there be blessing that would come. Lord, as I am faithful, let there be blessing going from me to others. When I say to those that are dealing with the needy in our church, oftentimes I'll say, be generous. Be generous. I thank God for what this church does. I want to make a little plug at this time, and I recognize things are pretty tough out there, and you are feeling it as well. The things that you need to change, change. Lord, I'm going to give unto you with a cheerful heart, not, oh, okay, fine here. If you'll notice, we have not taken an offering in this place since before covid we have not taken an offering up in this place for years now. And you have been faithful in your giving onto the Lord, and it has benefited you. I don't know. It's this, I, I didn't plan on taking this much time on this part here, and I apologize. So let me move on. Spiritually. The Lord wants to bless you spiritually. And eternity with God. When it comes to our future here still on this side, it's like, thank you, Lord, for your spirit that brings life on this side of heaven. So the offer is to you. And the moment that Jesus began ministry, the very first thing as he began ministry, listen to what he said. This you can find in Luke 4, verse 16. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, his hometown area. And as his custom was, they knew him, because as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So this was not the temple. This was a synagogue. And he went there, as was his custom, so they knew him, to read. He's 30 years of age at this point. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opens this, the book. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. You want to see, know where it was written? 
We can find that in Isaiah. In Isaiah, I believe it's 61, verses 1 and 2, it talks about this. Written 700 years prior by Isaiah, who lived around 700 B.C., 700 years before Christ. And he opens up the book and he starts to read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, saying, now, now is the time for you to be set free. The offer is there. That offer is still for you today. It is still for you today. I can be set free to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. He is sent. The Lord desires to heal the brokenhearted. If you're brokenhearted, He wants to proclaim liberty, freedom. If you are caught in a captive, you're in a cycle. The Lord is saying, I want to set you free. I want to give recovery of sight to the blind. You can see where you're going. You're going in, a, in places of darkness or you're, you're, you're going like this and you can't see. There's no light. You're not even covering your eyes and you can't see anything. And you're stumbling along in life. And the Lord is saying, I want to give you sight. I want to lead you where you need to go. I want to give liberty. I want to give you freedom as you've been oppressed in your life. Jesus, be Lord in my life. Jesus, yes, do a work in my life this morning. Hallelujah. I want to say this. The work that Jesus can do in our life is determined by us in so many ways. It's interesting. So Jesus... As we continue on in this, this chapter, listen to the response to this word. Him opening up the, the, the scriptures in Isaiah. Listen to the response. It says in verse 22, so all bore witness to him. Witness. They see him. They heard him. They heard what he said. And they're, they're processing what he said. And marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. Talk about gracious words. Talk about the things of, of, man, what? I can be set free? I can be delivered? Now, let me read again. They bore witness to him. They heard him. They saw him. A witness is somebody that is there at a scene of a whatever, crime, accident, whatever it may be. So they're there. And they marveled at his gracious words, words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is, is this not Joseph's son? What's happening here? Jesus, we know you. You're, you're Joseph's son. You lived in our, our town. We saw you grow up. They were struggling with what he was saying. He was saying that he is God. And they're struggling. And so now there's this thing that's creeping in to their mind and to their thoughts. And I'll tell you, it does the same thing to us 2,000 years, uh, years later. It comes to, into our life and into our mind and into our thinking, and it's a thing of, of doubt. And even going past doubt to unbelief, I don't, I, I'm not accepting this. I do not believe this. They would have known all the prophecies this being one of them, coming to pass before their very eyes, 
They would have tied it all together. If the high priest or the priest or the whoever was in charge of that synagogue would have said, you know what? With all the knowledge that I have, I'm accepting this. I'm accepting what Jesus is saying. Listen, I don't know what creeps into your life regarding the offer. Let me do a work in your life. Let me do a work in your life. Let me be Lord in your life. I will take care of the den of thieves. The things that you can't take care of, I will take care of. I will take care of it. And so we may have other things coming in of fear. Can I really trust Jesus? I don't know if I can trust him. We're accepting of lies. We're saying, you know what? I don't want to let go. I don't want to let go of what I've been offered by the thieves. And even as you examine yourself and saying, I don't want to let go, you recognize the thing that you're hanging on to is destroying your life. It's destroying the will that God has for you, the plans and purposes that God has for you. It's destroying His will from being in, in your life. It's destroying the things of joy and peace. It's destroying all these, these emotions because we hang on because we say, Lord, I don't think you can do it, and I'm definitely not going to let go of this. And the thieves continue to distract. They continue to do their business in your life for their benefit, for the benefit. You say, what benefit does Satan have out of it? I'll tell you right now, the joy and the glee that he has when a life is destroyed. No way out. They're in hell. And they're going to spend eternity apart from God. And Satan rejoices. Even in your life, he's saying, no, no, no. Don't let go. Even as we would consider, no, 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 don't. It gets even louder. Don't let go. What's going to happen to you? Are you going to be able to make it without this? You need to have this. You take the things of this world, you need to have them. What's going to happen to your flesh? Your flesh craves these things. It's opposed to the things of God. Jesus, that I would be crucified with you. Let my flesh be crucified, that I'm not taking these things or accepting these things. I'm going to give them up. And so even as we would hang on, we're left in the outer court, dealing with things that don't belong in the outer court. We're in with the den of thieves. And we are kept from healing, we're kept from health, we're kept from the blessings that God has for us in our life. We're kept from the communion. It's a house of prayer, and our life falls short of being the house, that house of prayer, of communion with God. Listen to the extent of their response. He said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. There's a bit of a sarcasm with that, these statements. And he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country, it would seem. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, an actual literal three and a half years where there was great famine because there was no rain for three and a half years. And this prophet Elijah, great man of God, it says, the famine, this great famine was throughout all the land of Israel, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in the Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them were cleansed except, for, except Naaman, the Syrian. It's others that are saying, we'll, we'll accept these things in our lives. We'll accept the blessing of the prophet. We'll accept the things of the Lord in our lives. How do we respond to Jesus' offer to heal and transform our life? The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. Here's an offer for you, saying, I want to give you abundant life. I want to give you whole life.
Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, clean out my, this temple. Clean out my temple. Who's in charge of your temple? Who is in charge? Are you in charge? Or is the Lord Jesus Christ in charge? And so I say, give this offer to both the believer and the unbeliever that may be here this morning. Hallelujah. Can we stand together? We have a, a testimony shortly of the power of God in a person's life. But before we hear that testimony, I want to give you an offer or extend that offer. What do I do? How do I accept this offer? Is basically by faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. You say, does Jesus really love me? Oh, yes, he does. Another 316 that you probably all know, or even as, a, as an unbeliever, where Jesus said, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Those that believe on Jesus Christ, you might say, how did the father offer his son? It was by going to the cross. Jesus knew that he was going to the cross. In fact, it was planned from before time began. Jesus knew that he was coming to the earth to live a life that would end at the cross. He knew that. And he went so that we could have life, so that you can have life. So this morning, you might say, what do I have to do? It's a simple thing of faith and confession. That as we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved from our situation, from the den of thieves that may be in our life. We will be saved. We confess with our mouth and we believe that Jesus is Lord. It's Romans 10 verse 9. It's belief. To confess and believe. You say, is it that simple? It is that simple. My faith is in Jesus to take care of the things of my life. I am making him not just Savior to save me from my sins, to save me from my life, from save me from whatever. I am making him Lord as well. Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess Jesus Christ is Lord in my life. So, you can stay with the den of thieves. You say, I'm allowing Jesus to be Lord of my life to clean out the den of thieves. It's not you that's going to do it. It's Jesus that is going to do it as he is Lord. It's not by your effort, because I'll tell you right now, the den of thieves can take you very easily. But Jesus, Lord in your life, different story. Jesus is going to be my Savior from my sins, but he's also going to be Lord of my life. Lord of my life. So, this morning, a confession and a statement of faith. And I want to help you in this. According to his word, to confess with our mouth and believe it in your heart. Just don't confess it without believing. I believe I'm making you Lord in my life at this time. My faith is in you, Jesus. You are the one that will get the business, the mess that's in my life. You are going to get it out because I can't. I've tried. I'm making you Lord, Savior and Lord. Can we confess together, and I'm praying this as well, that there would be nothing of, of thievery in my life. Lord, I want nothing stolen in my life. So my prayer is with you as well. So let's, let's confess this morning. Jesus, let's say it all together. Jesus, I need you. Thank you for your tremendous love. 
for dying for me. If your blood was not spilled on that cross, there is, no, there is nothing that can take away sin. But your blood easily takes away sin. I confess the sin in my life. And I accept the healing and the cleansing and the righteousness that only you can give. Jesus, be Lord in my life. You are seated on the right hand of the Father. All power and authority has been given to you in heaven and on earth. And I allow you and I need you to be seated on the throne of my life. So I make you Lord. I step down to, from being Lord. I let go of anything that I'm hanging on to. And I cast it away. You are my Lord, Jesus. I want your good and your acceptable and your perfect will to be done in my life from this moment forward for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.